Welcome back, everyone, to the Painted Area NBA podcast. I'm Jacob Stark Troy here with my co-host Garland Reading. Today is May 26, 2022, and we'll be going over uh, the recent Warriors versus Mavericks game, game four in the Western Conference Finals. We'll also be going over the Celtics versus Heat game, which is currently starting soon. We'll also be going over our award reactions and um, such as MVP and DPOY and all that good stuff. And finally, we'll be ending it off with free agents of the day. Every single day, we'll be uh, picking at least two free agents and trying to, I guess, predict where they're going to go or where they might fit the bo- might fit the best. Yeah, should be a good one. We'll see you guys there. All right, so looking into the Warriors-Mavs game four. So, you know, obviously this was a 3-0 series, and uh, the Mavs kind of chopped back at this one in a, in a convincing fashion. So, Garland, they, they don't have a chance, do they? The Mavericks, I mean, right now it's 3-1. Yeah. Luka, if, I mean, if you look at the stats, on paper he's – one of the best playoff performers in NBA history. Absolutely. And he's only in his fourth season. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for Luca. I'm a big Luca fan. I love him. I mean, we all know the history of Golden State. They're winners, but they're also choked the, the biggest finals. Actually, no, the biggest season in NBA history. All they needed to do was yeah. win, a, win a championship and blew a 3-1 lead. Um. But do the Mavericks have a chance? I think they do. It's very slim, but I think I think Luca could pull it off. If they just shoot well, if they take this game, next game, game five in Golden State, I believe that they can win in uh in Dallas again. Yeah, I think they remember, can definitely win in Dallas. It's this they, this game tonight is the big one. Um Mm-hmm. If they win tonight, they can win in Dallas, and it'll go to seven. I mean, Kendrick Perkins, you know, we we all love Big Perk on uh, ESPN Perk. on ESPN First Take today. He says he actually has the series going to seven right now. That's his prediction. He says he thinks there's a fifty percent chance of going to seven, and he has Golden State winning Game Seven. So when I heard that, I was like, "Wow!" Actual analysts kind of taking the three mm-hmm. zero going to seven. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy, but like. This is not the typical 3-0 lead that we see from a team. Um, you know, usually when a team goes up 3-0, they've been blowing them out. They've been looking like they're the better team. And, I mean, I think we can all agree the Warriors are the better team. But it, it has not really been convincing. I mean, the Mavs blew that big lead. Um, yeah, it, it, could be, uh, it could be 3-2 right now. Easily. Actually, no, it could be 2-2. Uh, 2-2, yeah, it 2-2. could be 2-2. Sorry. 2-2. And then, um, and Luca, look. He's scoring, he's dropping like 40 and they're losing. Like it's like the Mavs are the Mavs can win. The Mavs have the ability to win this series. Um, you know, will they know? And I mean, by the time people are listening to this, maybe they maybe they've already lost. I hope not. Um Vegas has them as plus 250 underdogs today, which I think is a little disrespectful, frankly. But yeah. I believe in Luca. I love Luca so much. Um, I mean yeah, the Warriors have not lost at home in the playoffs, but you know, as we've said, as we said last podcast, they haven't had the toughest roads. So you got to take yeah. that with a grain of salt. This is the Mavericks and Luca are definitely their toughest opponent yet. 
Um, so it's 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 going to be an interesting one, um, and it's going to be one to keep your eye on tonight. Oh, for sure. I mean, we could just be saying all this, and then turns out they get blown out. But and that would make the podcast a lot less interesting. So. <laughs> Um, but I hope that I hope they win. I would love to see this series go go crazy. And then, oh, for sure. I would love to see it. I would love to see. It. But anyways, moving on to Celtics Heat. I mean, this series, man. <laughs> this series, Celtics beat the Heat ninety three to eighty. Very low scoring game. It was like thirty seven to forty two in the halftime. Let me, tell you, let me tell you something shameful, dude. I took mm. the over. Really? Yeah, I took the over. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. It was evident pretty quick that that was not hitting. Um, not my best moment. But no. Jimmy Butler scored 13 points on four of 18 shooting. You know, absolutely terrible. He does not look like he's the same player. Um. And he really got no support. Kyle Lowry had no points. Bam Adebayo played fine, but... Kyle Lowry, like, people are being like, oh, yeah, he's injured. But I, I literally... They might have won Dude. maybe once or twice. Kyle but... Lowry, this was his stat line. Zero, one, and zero. Kyle Lowry sucks, dude. He's Bro, washed. Zero, one, and zero? Are you serious? And isn't was... he getting paid, like... Yeah, he's getting paid something. He's getting paid... At least, I would say over twenty million a year, maybe. Kyle Lowry, I'll tell you right now. I'm guessing. I'll tell you right now. My guess is like twenty through four. Higher, higher. He's getting higher. 20, twenty-eight this year and twenty-nine next year. Oh my! To get, to get you exactly. zero, one, and zero. Hey man. Wow, that's the Let's most expensive zero, one, and zero I've ever seen. I mean, nothing can beat John Wall or Ben Simmons this year, but I mean that's some Chandler Parsons level stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta break out Chandler Parsons for that. No, I know it could beat Chandler. At least Parsons. Ben Simmons was a trade asset. Yeah. I mean, that's some Chandler Parsons type stuff. I'm sorry, Kyle. But man. Dude. You that's know bad. recently, like this year, I think it was maybe like a month ago. This is kind of on topic, a little bit off, but you remember um, Luau Dang on the on the Lakers yeah. signing that yeah, big contract? Yeah, the Lakers just <laughs> stopped. Uh, really? Yeah, giving them money off that My contract God. this year. Man, that's brutal. They, but the thing about this, they really thought that Luau Dang would play until twenty twenty two. Like. Oh my goodness, dude! I mean, look—they've got Kyle Lowry locked up until 2024. They really think this man was going to play until like his late 37s and be worth 30 million dollars? But I guess no one ever thinks that way. I mean, that's like—you can't go get a big free agent this summer. Maybe you can. No, people, as a Sixers fan, people are like, "Get yeah, Tobias Harris is on a terrible contract." He's not like—it's not, not that bad. It's not that bad because we can trade him bad. for like. You know, like a sign and trade, like yeah, for some other star. It's not that bad. Um, I mean, he was our second best player in the playoffs. He I mean, he playing. gives us something. Like, 
Yeah, sometimes he was playing a $36 million a year player, but consistently no. He at least gives you something. Um, mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry, this this series, I mean, has definitely not. I mean, zero, one, and zero. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I, I'm going to keep saying it. I can't get over that. I can't get over that zero. We also have to give props to like the Celtics for going into Miami. The biggest game yeah. of the series yet for both teams. Next one is if it's clearly the heat, but right. It's what is it? It's game game six in Boston. Yeah, game I, six is in Boston. I, I don't see them losing at all. Yeah, I don't see Boston. Boston, I agree. Um, Definitely agree with that. Um, again, I would. I'm. I'm rooting for Luca. It would be, be after the Sixers got eliminated. I was rooting for Giannis and Luca. Giannis, of course, got eliminated by the Celtics. I'm hoping Luca comes back for the first time in NBA history, down three zero. I hope. <laughs> But I would – we said this a little bit last time, but as much as we hate it, I would not mind seeing the Celtics win at all. Some, some, I, like, I like change, you know. The Warriors have, have been a dynasty for the last decade. Yeah. Um, I, I got Celtics. I got the Celtics too, and I think that they're going to be going in with pretty fresh legs. I mean, you got to think that every game the Mavs get is an advantage for the Celtics because – yeah. I mean, the Celtics are going to lock this thing up. And if the Warriors can finish this up tonight and get that rest, that's big. But if, if the Mavs can stretch this thing out, even if Golden State wins, that's big for Boston, you know, especially mm-hmm. considering that Boston has those injuries um, with uh, Time Lord Robert Williams and Marcus Smart. So, because those two guys, if they're going to beat Golden State, you need those two guys. You absolutely need those two guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we said this last podcast, they make such a big difference because you got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they can score. You got big Al Horford in there. He can score too, but you need those guys on the, on the interior um, and Robert Williams and, and the guy who's, who's going to be on Steph Curry and Marcus Smart. So. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it, the playoffs are getting better now. If, we said this a little bit last time, but the playoffs have been very, very boring this year. Yeah. If the Mavericks somehow win tonight, I mean, sorry, not somehow, when they win and come back down 3-0, you know, that's, that, that's, that's pretty interesting. That, that would make for a big story. Because they say it every year. No team has ever come down from 3-0. You're not going to do it. They say it every year. I mean – I would love for the 23-year-old Luka Doncic to prove them wrong. Oh, yeah, and I would love it to be on the Warriors. If any team, the Warriors, like, they just choke in the most, like, important situations. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, but I want to move on. I think I think it's about time. To the awards. Yeah, we're a little bit yeah. late on this. A little but... bit late, but hey, they're all in now, so we'll take a look. 
All right. So getting into the awards reactions, um, you know, starting off with the MVP, it was obviously Nikola Jokic, which um, it was a close, Man. it was, it was a close one this year. And Garland as the resident Sixers fan, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the first word on this. one. Of course I wanted Joel to win, but like Jokic, he's just putting up the, the better numbers, you know, um, Yeah, I mean, I agree with it. There's, if I disagreed, I feel like I would have more to say on it. Yeah, but um, no Jamal Murray, no KPJ, not KPJ, so sorry, impressive. MPJ. Um, I do think that the NBA like voting system has been is very like odd. Yeah, on every single level. Um, but you know, gotta give it to Jokic, dude. I, I, I'll, I'll rant for another, uh, another award, but Ooh. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, okay. I mean, my thoughts on MVP, I thought it really could have gone either way between all three of the guys. Um, I mean, Giannis had his best season ever. I mean, Giannis was amazing this season. I think he definitely could have won it. Joker had the statistically most impressive season, but his team of the three teams was the worst. Um, Joel, you know, he was amazing. His team was very good. Um, you know, you know. It just cup, yeah. You know, Jokic is the second MVP in the history of NBA to be a six seed after uh, Russell Yeah, Westbrook I mean. Seventeen. It's like all of a sudden, it's not a. They don't. They don't care about the winning as much. I mean, it, it surprised me because historically, they've really cared about team position. Like it's. It's never. It doesn't matter how good you are. I mean, and there have been guys with Jokic type numbers who have not gotten it over guys with, uh, you know, Giannis type numbers or Embiid type numbers, which are slightly worse because of their team position. So. It, I mean, it surprised me. It's like, I feel like the voters are just inconsistent. Like, why was Jokic, like, why why all of a sudden do you now not care about the position? Like, I feel like you had to pick one. But, I mean, yeah. like, it's whoever one of the three, I don't think, like, I, I would never come on and say that one of those three guys does not deserve the MVP. They were just, all three of them were just so good. So, it's, I'm not going to say Jokic doesn't deserve it. Um, I personally probably honestly would have voted for Giannis. But because his really? his season his season was just just so impressive. I mean, like you, I mean, going beyond the statistics, what he's done in terms of, uh, in in terms of developing his free throws and outside shot a little bit enough to to make him that much more of a threat, just opens up that team so much more and his and his game so much more. It allows for him to be a better playmaker. It allows for him to be a better inside player. And I mean, he's just he's just the best that he has ever been. Um, and I mean, and when you're talking about these guys, their stats are never going to improve from these highs. Like it's like, you talk about what 28 versus 29 points per game. Like it's, it's, it's so negligible at this, at this level. So, I mean, I thought it was weird that they gave it to Jokic just because he was a six seed, but I mean, it's not his fault that he's the six seed. It's, it's all of their injuries. I think, I think they would have been a much higher seed if they were healthy. So it's hard to say he doesn't deserve it. Um, 
And I mean, I, I would be saying the same thing for, for any of the guys. So. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Now this next, this next award is where I, here we go. Uh, I'm sitting back for this one. So DPOY, Marcus Smart won it. I agree he should have been a finalist, but I think it should have been Marcus Smart. Rudy Gobert has to be up there. He's top three defender in the league. Regular season defender in the league. And then snubbed for a finalist in DPOY who should have won it, Jaron Jackson Jr., that man had ridiculous numbers. The impact he made on the Grizz is insane. He, the, you remember that t- that game? I, it was against the Timberwolves, I believe. He had like seven blocks. Yeah, yeah he was nuts. And he had more. I think he had more more blocks than Smart. I think a little bit less steals. I know. I saw. I saw like a graphic with it. But I was, I was honestly flabbergasted how he wasn't even a finalist, how they didn't even consider him for a finalist. And he's, and he's the second seed. It's true. On a good defensive team. On a very good defensive team. Well, I know that you probably didn't think Gobert should have been a finalist because, I mean, there's the argument there that he shouldn't, have, shouldn't, even, shouldn't be a finalist. Um. Because I mean, you have to define the award. Mark Smart might be might be the best perimeter defender. Gobert might be the best interior defender. Jaron Jackson Jr. I think definitely more versatile than Gobert. Um, and I think that the def- defensive player of the year award is ca- it's it's the most subjective of all of these, in my opinion. I mean, it's like there's no real way to quantify defense. Like steals and blocks are not the only things that that define defense. And uh, I mean, I think Giannis, for example, like early in the season, people were like, Giannis could be defense player of the year. And then all of a sudden he's not. Like he didn't get worse. Like he just they just decided not to put him in there. I mean, Giannis yeah. is an incredible defender. He defends on the outside incredibly, defends on the inside incredible. I mean, and people were like, Oh yeah, Giannis still probably win it early in the season. And then he kept playing at the same level. I mean, he's, he didn't he didn't get worse. And he and he wasn't even in the conversation. So it's just such a subjective mm-hmm. award. I mean, it's hard to get by, really. Yeah. Um, next, we have Rookie of the Year, Scotty Barnes. This was I, – I was surprised. I think – I wasn't because I think they took in it's, – it's so weird what the NBA it's does. So and like weird. The voters. It's so weird. It's like – one, like, one award it matters, one award it doesn't matter. I'm it's saying like, one, yeah, one award, MVP award always matters for like games played, but then when they're both healthy, it matters on like you know, no record, and then sometimes it doesn't on record. It's just like they pick and choose right, what exactly. matters and what doesn't. This year, I think it really I had Evan Mobley winning. Yeah. I, I would think have given it's it a Mobley. I think it really mattered on, uh, you know, who made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think I am don't know the stats on the top of my head. But, 
I mean, Scotty Barnes, don't get me wrong. He, he was incredible. I love him. Incredible. I mean, he's he, especially he, watching him in the Raptors Sixers series. He was insane. But I think it but I think it really came down to maybe games played and then record. Because yeah. the, the Cavs didn't make the playoffs. And the Raptors did. The Raptors did. Evan Mobley was out for a bit of time with the with the injury. Yeah. That's all I can really think of. Um I mean, I know you're an Evan Mobley fan. I love Evan Mobley. And, I mean, the reason I give it to Evan Mobley is because of how he, how much he changed that team. I mean, for most of the season, the Cavs were pretty safely in the playoffs. They, you know, tail up at the end, lost playing. But, like, most of the time when a rookie comes in, like, he's going to get the usage that Evan Mobley did. But he's not going to really change the team. I mean, they're still going to be terrible. Like, uh, like with um, Kate Cunningham, he came in. Ton of usage, uh, played really well. He looks like he's a he's he's legit, but the Pistons still suck. Evan yeah. Mobley came in, got a lot of usage, both ends, um, became a focal point of that offense. Along him, along with Darius Garland, I mean, he he was the big change this season, and that and and the team got significantly better from where they were before. So he in my opinion, translated to the most wins as uh, uh, when looking at all these guys. So mm-hmm. not that he didn't have help, but like the, mm-hmm. the Cavs were terrible. They get Evan Mobley. He, he comes in, changes their whole offense, and the Cavs are great. So, And he had an amazing season. So I, I think that I would have given it to Evan Mobley for that reason. Yeah. Agreed. Next we have – most improved player that went to John. Moran. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. It's like I. I can't stand this award. I can get behind it. It's like to be honest. he was. John was already a star, and he's supposed to. This is. He's like. I mean, we expected this. This was expected. It was expected for him to become to go from like, oh yeah, just really really good point guard to yeah, he's a star. Like, that was expected. That was the expectation. You shouldn't get the most improved player for maybe slightly exceeding expectations or slightly speeding things up. The most improved player award should go to the guy that was an absolute nobody and became a somebody, like Jordan Poole. Absolute nobody. And he became a somebody. Like, John Morant was already a super max. He was already going to get a super max no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that guy is already at that level. This award is for the guy who was a nobody and is now in this max contract. He's improved. This is this is how he has gotten better as a player. He has completely turned his game around over this offseason. This is the guy that put in the work and completely changed his game. John Morant got better, but he was already amazing. So, I mean, it's like, I, had, I, I just can't stand this award. Before the finalists came out, I don't remember the finalists, but I had Poole, Darius Garland. Yeah. And I think DeJounte. Um, I mean, I like DeJounte too. For those same reasons. But when it got announced that John Morant won most improved, I, uh, you know, I was, I was kind of had the same feelings mm-hmm. as you did. But if you think about it, like, yes, we knew he was going to be a star. 
but he like he played a MVP caliber this season. You know, people were like MVP draw, you know, before he got hurt and missed a ton of time. And of course, he wasn't going to win MVP because all that time or maybe I mean, sometimes it doesn't matter what we've learned. But um, I'm not mad at it. I mean, I can see it. Why don't you give it to DeRozan? Or Tatum. Or, I mean, like those guys, if you're going by this as your as your uh, basis for most improved player, then you can give it to really any of these guys that go from like, yeah, just kind of like, you know, low-level all-star, like the low-level max player, and then become, you know, all-NBA caliber, all-NBA first, all-NBA second team guys. Like, mm-hmm. You can then you get them like DeRozan had a bigger jump than John Morant this year. Tatum in the second half of the season didn't have probably didn't have a bigger jump than John Morant, but you use the same logic given Tatum. Yeah, I mean it's just like I think you could apply it to so many players that are just kind of meeting their trajectory that we kind of all expect, and it doesn't the whole I feel like the whole point of the award is to shine on guys who are who who have now made a name for themselves. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, totally. DeRozan, DeRozan improved. Uh, De, if you're going to consider guys like Moran, you give it to DeRozan because DeRozan improved from last year to this year more than uh, more than anybody else. Nobody expected I, it from DeRozan. I mean, I had I – had, I personally had Darius Garland. I, he's – yeah, he's I, – I, I, don't, I don't blame you for that. Strictly but, based on, like, who won it last year? I don't even remember. Ooh, I'll look that up for a second. Uh, that's a most improved player. Because was oh Julius Randle, Julius. Julius Randle. Okay, this this is my argument right now. Julius Randle again. He was somewhat of a somebody. Darius Garland, somewhat of a somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Both took that extra leap. To become an all-star, have the best season of their career yet. Right? And people yeah. are like, oh yeah, Julius Randle, he became an all-star. Uh, you know, let's let's give him the IMP. Darius Garland did the same thing. DeJounte Murray did the same thing. John Morant, you know, what he was a first-time all-star this year, right? But people knew he was gonna be an all-star. People didn't know Darius Garland was gonna be an all-star. People he didn't was know, like, yeah, he was at a Almost I mean, downward trajectory. Like people didn't. Like Garland was not. He he was you know young player in the league. He was not like this promised prophet that John Rant was. I think you got to give it a little bit to. I'm not saying that he didn't de- he didn't didn't deserve to be an all-star, you know. But again, the NBA voting, giving giving fans fifty percent of voting, making Andrew Wiggins a uh, yeah all-star starter. Yeah. Just, nah. <laughs> by the way, how yeah. is that? Isn't the whole point of the fans not having the whole vote so things like that can't happen? Like, doesn't that mean that some non-fans voted for Andrew Wiggins to be the starter? Yeah, it's. I, I mean, don't understand. I mean, it's like, how great. do you have votes? It's like, how do you how how do those people have votes? Yeah, like that reminds me again. I'm also a Packers fan. This is not NBA related, but you know that dude from Chicago that was like. 
who's a Chicago Bears fan and journalist for the Chicago mm-hmm. Bears. Yeah, uh, that guy. I know exactly like, what you're talking about. Yeah, he's like, there. yeah, I'm not. Even before the season started, I wasn't going to get with Aaron Rodgers. Like, what the? F- like, like, yeah. What are you doing? Like, there's no shot that he keeps his vote if before the start. I mean, Rodgers did win his MVP, but like, still, the voting and and all these major league sports are kind of insane. Right. I mean, I'm just looking at the list here. Like, Jalen Brunson. I'm not saying Jalen Brunson should have won it, but Jalen Brunson received two third place votes, and that's it. Bro. That's it. I mean, he he for most improved. Yeah. I mean, he did pop off at like the end of the season. It was kind of the end. I agree. But still, he got three votes. Um, Anthony Simons didn't get he got very, 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 very few votes. Um, I mean, that's injuries as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um I mean Desmond Bain, Tyrese Baxi, it was yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. I can definitely I, I could I see, see one of saying. those guys winning. Like if you it's just the meat, it's just whoever the media like whenever these top few guys get on somebody, then the whole media just follows them blindly. Like if the whole media had just, if, if a few guys, top guys in the media said, Oh, Tyrese Maxey, he is the most approved player. We all hail Tyrese Maxey's most approved player. Everyone would have just voted Tyrese Maxey. Like these guys don't have minds of their own. Um, like they can't vote. Uh, like they can't see. I feel like they just follow the crowd. They don't think about what the award is meant to be. They don't think about consistency in their voting. Like I just don't mm-hmm. know how seriously these guys take it. Yeah, I definitely see that. Yeah. Next, I mean, sixth round of the year. There's nothing really much to talk about. He was averaging like almost twenty points, Tyler Hero. Um, yeah, Tyler Hero, uh, you know, he, he he was like the crazy favorite since, you know, like a month into the season. You know, he's yeah, um, one that was pretty clear. But, yeah, I, there's nothing really to say. That was kind of unanimous. Um, the shit decision right there. But, I mean, unless you have anything else to say. No, I mean um, – you know, maybe 20 points per game, helping your team become the one seed in the East. You know, you can't really get much better than that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, he, he blew this one out of the water. <laughs> I mean, the other nominees, Kevin Love, you know, got to shout out to Kevin Love. <laughs> shout out to shout Kevin out. Love, dude. Shout out to Kevin. I mean, that man has been in Cleveland for decades, it feels like. Um, yeah. He's getting a bag. Too. That's, a, that's another one. He's producing more than Kyle Lowry. He's not getting you 0 1 and 1 or 0 1 and 0, at least. Thanks. So, yeah. All right, next. Coach, Coach this is an interesting one. I, I, when I saw, like, you know, the schedule, the agenda for this episode. I I saw Monty Williams and now we're going over the awards. And it reminded me of last year's predictions <laughs> that we did. And I don't think, if I recall correctly, I don't think one of us had like Thibodeau, like winning. No, it, it was. We haven't a finalist, but we winning. had him. Um, the debate was. Hold on. Who were the finalists last year? It was. Uh, Monty was up there. Yeah. I the think debate, it, was Quinn. it was Monty, Quinn, and Tibbs. 
Yeah. And I don't remember who wanted who. You wanted Quinn. Yeah, I, I wanted Quinn. A fact. I, yeah, I wanted Quinn because I'm a Donovan Mitchell fan. And I and, wanted Monty. And you wanted Monty, and then Tibbs won. Yeah, so it was like neither of our picks won. But Monty deserves it, dude. I mean, he chokes in the playoffs. But it's a regular season award, as everybody says, for every single award possible. Do you think that they should have these awards after the playoffs? I, You know what? I was thinking about this. I think, I mean, it has to be something with COVID. But I miss, like, the, uh, the award, like, show. You know what they did with like Giannis? I never see the award show. I never see him. It's like you just see it on Twitter two days before, anyways. It's a point. True. Um, but I, I don't know. I miss. I feel like giving out the awards in the playoffs. It doesn't really make it. Yeah, you know, authentic. I mean, well, should they should they consider the playoffs? Like, should they wait for every? Should everyone cast their vote after the playoffs are done? Like, no, because it's a regular season award. But should it be a playoff award? Should it be a both award? No. Because Jokic, like Jokic put up those numbers. And yeah, that's true. And then did shit. His absolute dog. Yeah. Um, but what I was gonna say, I I miss like the uh the old NBA, like the 2000s NBA, where they would, you know, um Adam Silver would give them, of course, Jokic was in what Serbia. Mm-hmm. But where they, you know, give out the awards in front of the fans, you know, on their home, yeah. home yeah, crowd. Yeah, yeah. Like with Marcus Smart, all they did was just like a teammate gave it to him. Right. Like it's not like I understand it's like their award, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's a fan thing too. Um, but Monty Williams. Best record in the NBA. Should yeah. have won it last year, I believe. Um, speaking of Quinn I mean, Snyder, you know, a little bit. I, I always like. Oh, you want to give it to me? No, go ahead. Go ahead. It's, I mean, it's, it's going to be off topic. I, I always like giving the coach of the year award to, uh, you know, the coach that exceeded expectations rather than met expectations. You know, Monty, the Suns were so good last year. Like, give it to Monty. I mean, he. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. He was. He was great. But like, what what about a guy like Ibe Udoka? He got like he got no votes. He got one first place vote. They started off like nineteen twenty eight. Yeah, I mean that's the reason I probably wouldn't give it to him because they started off terrible and then got really good. But like that Celtics team was not supposed to be that good. The Heat were not supposed to be that good. Grizzlies were not supposed to be that good. Um, mm-hmm. I think if the Cavs made the playoffs, you have a better you have a case there. But they didn't make the playoffs, so you have absolutely no case. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's, I mean, this year, I think it made sense to give it to Monty because, but uh, he wanted it in such convincing fashion. I mean, I think it would, it's just, he, he I mean, he met, a, he, he slightly exceeded expectations. I mean, if you're a Suns fan, you're like, I want to be the best after last year, you know, mm-hmm. like if you're a, Boston fan, you're not thinking, oh, I want to be, the, I want to be the, what were they, the two seed? You're not thinking, oh, oh I want to be the two seed. Like, it's not. Like, I like giving it to the guy that exceeded the expectation. Yeah, I said this last year too. So. I mean, speaking of Quinn Snyder, there, I mean, there were reports of um, 
you know, him maybe joining the Lakers as the head coach and mm-hmm. a little bit of rumors and what, whatnot. We spoke about the Jazz yesterday. We'll get into some Jazz players like Rudy Gobert and free agent, you know, our free agent of the day. Yeah. And episodes to come. But do you think that the Jazz should part ways with Quinn Snyder? I think you do because, look, and I, I'm the guy who said Quinn Snyder won coach of the year last year. It's not a matter of him being a bad coach. It's like you got to change things up. It's not working. Mm-hmm. you got to change things up. Like it's that team is not a team. And when the team isn't a team, you have to throw some of that on the coach. The coach has clearly lost that locker room. Um, yeah. And when that happens, you just got to you just got to move on. Like it's not not necessarily a firing because he's a bad coach like he's going to get a job like that but um he it's just he's lost a lot when he can't keep the guys together clearly and i don't think the jazz have to totally blow things up but you got to make some changes because it's not working so yeah i i would move off the foot side. i mean what about you what do you think i think they 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 leave from uh or like they let him go again, like you said, not because he's a bad coach, but just got to change the atmosphere a little bit, you know? Yeah, you got to change things up. I mean, you do. You just do. Um, so that was fun. Yeah, always fun looking at the awards. Next, we have free agents of the day. All right, so looking at um. You know, the free agents of today, we're just going to take a look at a couple of free agents every uh, at the end of every podcast and and see where we think they should land, where they would best fit some interesting options. Um, so, you know, starting off with DeAndre Ayton, you know, after the Suns uh, lost that series, there was a little bit of tension there we could see. Um, so he's a restricted free agent, which means the Suns have the option to match any deal that uh, Ayton accepts elsewhere. And Garland, do you, do you think that they that they do that or do you think they let him walk? I think they do that. I think that they've been clearly have been of a contender these past two years, and a big help is because of DeAndre. And yeah, and why would you just you know and split those the, the big three up? You know, um, however, if I'm DeAndre, I'm like you know I'm I'm gonna get paid the big bucks because I deserve to get paid the big bucks. But I don't like. Hey, wait, gone. You're uh, you've been all skippy. All right, let me uh, sorry, let me fix this. Is that better? Wait, talk for a couple seconds. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, you're good. Can we can we re uh? Yeah. Restart the segment. All right, I'll just start it off again. All right, guys, getting into the free agents of the day. Every podcast at the end, we're going to take a look at a couple of free agents, um, where they might best land, whether they should uh, re-sign with their teams, go elsewhere. Um, so first off, we're going to be looking at DeAndre Ayton. Um, you know, just played with the Suns. They ended it. He, he was not the best towards the end, maybe a little bit of tension there. Um, but he is a restricted free agent, which means the Suns can match any deal um, that he accepts elsewhere. So, Brian, you do you think they do that? Do you think they should do that? I think they should match it because why would you split up, you know, a winning well, – I'm not going to say winning, but like a a contending yeah. big three every for the past two years 
made it to the finals, made it to the second round. Should have won, to be honest. If you're the number one seed, you should have won that. Uh, we, we already had our Chris Paul rant. But if if he leaves, I sure it's not going to be the money, of course. Mm-hmm. But I think either way, if he leaves, it's going to say something about, you know, the Suns organization. Because let's say he gets offered the bag, Suns match, he chooses to leave the Suns. Says something, you know, the Suns aren't doing something right or something you didn't like. If he gets offered a bag from another team in a different scenario and the Suns decide not to match it, it still shows that there's something going on in that organization that's not being told to the press. Right. But if I were the Suns, I would try everything in my power to get DeAndre Ayton back. Yeah, I think um, you got to fix it. You got to fix whatever's there. You have to. I mean, if you know, Monty Williams said it was internal. You don't know exactly what that means, but. And if you don't, then, well. Got to pick up someone else. Yep. And this year for, there's not, there's a big margin between the, the best centers, the star centers, you know, and the quality yeah. centers. Big margin compared to any other position. Oh, absolutely. But this year, there's a you know there's a pretty solid market for centers. Aiton Gobert is on you know rumored to be on the the trading block and mm-hmm. what do you call it? Um, Clint Capella as well. Um, even young stars like Nicholas Claxton. I'm I love Claxton. Um, but again, there's that margin. And if I were the Suns, why would I want to settle for something less than a star in DeAndre? Yeah, I totally agree. Because, look, if the Suns are struggling to win with them, they're definitely not going to be able to win without them. Um, because he makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. You know, both opening things up, especially as Chris Paul gets older and clearly more kind of not reliable in the clutch and Aiton yeah. is only going to get better because he's, you know, starting to enter his prime. I think that you got to keep Devin Booker and Aiton together because that's a duo that could really, really be dangerous. Uh, so, yeah. And, you know, moving on Jalen Brunson, he's an interesting one because I, I don't think he stays with the maps. I think he's going to the No, if you're having the best, this is the most value. Yeah. Jalen Brunson will probably have in his career. I agree. And if the Mavs want to pay him, they're not going to be able to pay anyone else for a long time. They've got Spencer Dinwiddie in that big contract. Um, and then pay Luca when. I mean, yeah, you got to pay Luca, obviously. And pay so. Berton's in that dumb contract, too. You got Berton's and Dinwiddie. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. As, uh, as a Wizards guy, but yeah, you're stuck with those two. So, um, I mean, Dinwiddie, he's not, I don't think he's that much worse than Brunson. Like he's definitely worse, but Brunson, I mean, Brunson is really good, but he's not like, he's, he's not a two. He can't be your number two if you're going to win a championship. No, he's like a really solid role player. Really, really solid role player. Good number three. Like he can't, 
He, he is not a two if you're going to win champ. I mean, we're seeing that this year. He's just not – he's not – you know, what you need from a number two is when Luka isn't hitting, the number two steps in and wins the game for you. That's what you need. And uh, Brunson is not that guy. So I think you move off of Brunson. You rely a little bit more on Spencer Dinwiddie, which he maybe, maybe cannot do. Um, and you got to just, you got to bring in somebody else. Uh, you got to bring in a big, which I think we talked about last year, last podcast. Maybe it's, maybe it's Gobert. Maybe you even try for Aiton, you know. Um, but you see, you see what you get. I think you got to bring in a more bona fide star rather than, keep a guy like Brunson. So I think he's out the door. And I think they wouldn't have made that Dinwiddie trade if he wasn't out the door. Yeah. Where do you think where do you think he's gonna go? Same I with mean, John Drayton. We didn't really cover that. But. Yeah, we didn't really cover that, but we both thought he was gonna stay. I mean Brunson could really go anywhere because like every I mean there are a lot of teams that just kind of need a guard. Like he's not a you don't have to build your team around him. Um you know, it's 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 just interesting. I mean, you always got to bring up the Knicks. Is this their guy? Is this their guard? They need. I mean, I feel like it's something the Knicks would do. I don't think he's the answer, but maybe. Um, and I think in the unlikely, maybe unlikely situation that Kyrie is out the door, then. I think you bring you can bring in Jalen Brunson, but I, I think you know I think Kyrie stays, but like you just never know with that situation. Yeah, then that's um, very weird. You just never know. So I think if Kyrie is out the door, then you bring in Jalen Brunson. I think that would be good. I think the Knicks, the Knicks are probably going to offer a big. I mean, it's just so Knicks to offer a guy like Jalen. Yeah. Contract, and maybe he'll be good, but I think it's just very, it's very, very Knicks. It's the next thing to do. What do you think? I'm thinking. Hmm. I've seen some. I've seen some Jalen Brunson predictions. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people say the Pistons. I don't really get it as much. I don't understand it because they're just, they're so young. They're so like you, you really want to mess kind of muck everything up with the big contract Jalen Brunson. Yeah. I mean, I could see. I don't think they'd do it because of the money, but he would fit into the Wizards. Wizards mm-hmm. need a point guard. If we keep Beal, uh, yeah. the the place the Wizards lack is the point guard. We just we spent twenty million on Dinwiddie last year and we traded him because he just did not seem to want to play for us, even though you know he signed with us and then he just didn't. You know, seems like a saying Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't know what he was up to, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of kind of fumbled the bag there. Get paid twenty million, uh, twenty million per year over three years, and then you just decide you don't really want to play, so you don't give your full effort. Like, dude, I don't care if you don't. You decide you don't like the city, you're getting paid twenty million bucks, but whatever. So, yeah. he was supposed to be the point guard. He's not the point guard. Jalen Brunson does fill that role, but I don't think the Wizards are willing to, you know, shell out the the massive amounts of cash, especially. I don't think they pay Beal long term, but maybe they do. If they pay Beal long term, they definitely can't get Brunson. But because um, they've got Kristaps Porzingis on that on that bankroll, so he would fit into the Wizards just systematically, I think, or systemically, whatever the word is. Um, yeah. And but I, I don't know about the money situation. So 
I'm I'm trying to think here. I mean, any team that just wants a guard is ready to pay up for a guard. We get them. To be honest, I think maybe the Mavericks resign him. I think he fits. I think he fits really well. Unless the only thing I can see them not paying him is if they're going for like a big man or another star with Luca. I think they've got to do that. I think they got to do that. If they want to get over this hump of not. Yeah. I mean, I think if they win this, if they come back, you know, we talked about this, if they come back from down 3 0, then maybe you reconsider. Maybe you do sign Brunson. But I don't know. I mean, especially if it's like, a, like it's probably going to be a three or a four year deal. So mm-hmm. I could also see him. I'm going through a couple here. I could also see him. Yeah, the Knicks, dude. The Knicks. It's such a Knicks move, isn't it? It is. I can also see him. Hear me out. Maybe. Maybe the Portland Trail Blazers. Maybe. I mean, it, it would be a Blazers move. Like, it would just kind of be one of those disappointment franchises to be like, oh, yeah, Jalen Brunson is our big star. He's our guy. Yeah. That would be a very uh, Blazers next thing to do. I mean, look, it's very reminiscent of the Julius Randle deal. <laughs> True. I mean, at the time, Julius Randle was pretty much the same exact like level of signing. Like, wait, do you, this guy? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. So. I think he resigns. I don't I'm see going him. Knicks. You're going Knicks? I'm going Knicks. They never I, learned. They never learned from their mistakes. They never learned. If I had, dude, maybe. Knicks, three or 70 million. Just watch. Just wait for it. I mean, they they wait. trade for, for Cam Reddish not to even play him. The Knicks are just such a poverty franchise, dude. Like, oh, I would hate to be a Knicks fan. I'm sorry. For any Knicks fan out there. And that's coming from a <laughs> Wizards fan, so that's a powerful... This has come, also come from a Sixers fan who has... He's disappointed every single season in the playoffs. Dude, I've wow. never seen greatness from the Wizards. <laughs> I mean, I've no. been to everything. We haven't even... I've been to every playoff series, all right? We we have not been to a conference finals once oh in... I've, I've been I feel I feel that, too. But I, I like these free agency, two free agents. You mind if I add just like one more Go just ahead. for today? Go ahead. Just because we're on the topic, but Rudy Gobert. Because we're also on the you know the team of the Mavericks, I can see Rudy go Rudy Gobert. He, I, he's got to go to the Mavs. He's got to go to the Mavs. They they like they need him. Mm-hmm. They need him. Now, do I mean, you think? If Rudy Gobert leaves, does Donovan Mitchell also leave? I I don't think they will intend to make to, to trade him, but I think he might request out if it, if he's not happy with the compensation. But okay, I just wanted to get the opinion of a Donovan Mitchell stand. 
as a Donovan Mitchell stand, I I don't want him to sit in a franchise that's going to do nothing for the next uh, decade. Mm-hmm. I, I I would love to see a uh, Donovan Mitchell in a Wizards jersey. <laughs> love to see it. Oh yeah, but I mean, I think Donovan Mitchell fits pretty much anywhere. Like he's a he's a beast. Love Donovan Mitchell. Well, any team without Rudy Gobert. Any team without Rudy Gobert. I would love to see Rudy Gobert on the, the Mavs. I can't really see him anywhere else. Yeah. Maybe if DeAndre Ayton decides to leave, they would trade for Rudy Gobert. Lob City? True. Maybe if it's a weird lob city. That's like a that's like a slow motion lob city. <laughs> it's like Hear a slow motion lob city. If the Kyrie thing is unlikely. Maybe it gets him going to the Nets. I mean, maybe it, he would be good on the Nets. I love him like on a the Nets. glorified Andre Drummond. Oh yeah. All right, bro. That I I like those agency things at the end. Yeah, I think we'll keep those. We're, we're, we're gonna keep doing those. We'll have two or three each yeah. each episode. Um, the finals are coming up right now. Dallas is playing the Warriors, starting at least. So everything we said at the beginning might not mean much if, if uh, Dallas loses. If the beginning was cut out and you have no idea what we're talking about, yeah, <laughs> just there you go. You, could, uh, you, you know what happened. Um. But I had fun. Good pod as always. Great pod. And we will see y'all next time.